Welcome to the Cosmere Reads, a Cosmere podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Will, and Alondo. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 28, 29, 30, and 31 of The Well of Ascension. Enjoy!
Welcome, everyone, to episode 25 of the Cosmere Reads. Yay. I'm here, hey, Alan. Yep, and Will's here. Yep. Uh, Alondo is still in Viking land, doing his Viking tour, mm-hmm. spreading his Skostank all over the uh, the Nordic Peninsula. Or maybe Denmark. I don't know. He's somewhere in Scandinavia. It sounded good. Fin- Finland. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's up in the great European north. So I was going to say Nordic too. I guess it's Nordic, right? Finland's still Nordic. It's not Scandinavia. I don't know. I I, I get confused. My geography is a little lax. Uh, someone can correct me, and I will continue to call it the wrong thing because I'm old and I don't learn new things now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he'll be back next week. He was going to try to join us actually from Norway, or Finland, or Denmark, or wherever he is, but he's on, on an airplane right now. So yeah. Um, I'll be back next week. Um, but yeah, Finland is Scandinavian too. Okay, I thought someone could say that only Nor- Norway and Sweden were Scandinavian, Finland didn't count. Maybe I was wrong. I've been corrected both ways, so I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I, 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 I do not know my geography. It's up there, it's cold, and they do really well at winter Olympic sports. <laughs> That's what I know. That much is accurate. Um, that much is accurate. So um, uh, let's see. Uh, announcements. Um, so if you guys have been waiting for a new Wad of Fortune, unfortunately, we don't have a new one coming out. We finished season two. We did all the playoffs. We had the championship. Um, we've decided that we're not going to kick off uh, Wad of Fortune again until January for season two. Um, just to give us a little bit of break. And also we're doing a charity stream and um, in December and going to be doing a lot of fortune, but kind of just a play round doesn't count towards anything. Kind of like a 0.5 halfway 1.5 season 1.5. I don't know. Uh, but I'll, we're really far away from December. So uh, that will, I'll talk more about that when we get close, but we'll get there. Um, and then we'll have an all new contestants. We'll be back for a lot of fortune, the wheel of time, we, uh, wheel of fortune, game show uh it'll be lots of fun um jordan con as well uh, tickets are on sale i'm actually i have finally purchased tickets so um we'll be going um so i'm there we'll be wearing uh we'll be cosplaying actually in this foreign character so um yeah be fun my first time doing cosplay i did a costume contest so i'm looking forward to it um and any other announcements i think that's it yeah, Alana's gonna come back. Yeah, that that's that's all I got. Um, I, it's been a busy weekend, man. I went pub, pub, pumpkin picking today with the kids. Um, it's just always a whole lot of fun, you know, running around pumpkin patch trying to pick up the biggest pumpkin you can find. Uh, well, the kids were doing that. I was kind of hanging back and drinking pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> How about you? You had a big football game. Big football what games. Was that big, big what was win. in that latte? I'm just curious. Anything? Just pumpkin you know, spice and food. coffee. Unfortunately, um, next week we're going apple picking. I know it's the season, uh, and there they have a cidery on site. So I will be drinking cider next weekend. And yeah, Looks is that good. in Charlottesville by chance? Graves Mountain, Carter's, Carter's Mountain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we had a big win today. Um, 
Unfortunately. Joe Commanders. Unfortunately. Um, I'm a Falcons fan, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. We had to give you your first loss at home, I guess. Um, it came down to the wire. It was a good game. We mm-hmm. needed it. Um, but, yeah, um, I did that, and I got caught up on some work today while watching Ooh. football yesterday. I did absolutely nothing but play Counter-Strike um two if anyone is a gamer here yeah um, i used to play 1.6 years ago and i back into counter-strike so that was fun okay um, luxury of not having kids so yeah um friday night we i went and shot some pistols with a friend of mine who invited me to go shoot his guns because he needed to shoot some ammo that he didn't need anymore uh and then we went okay. to a brewery and drank some beers and went out to dinner. Um, that order, right? You shot and then got drunk, right? Then get right. a and then go shooting because that's. How I wanted to go to the brewery first, but <laughs> apparently that's frowned upon. So um, we did that. Well, I had a friend of mine who got married, and we and for his bachelor party, he did uh, an ATF party, uh, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, uh, in nice. reverse in reverse order. So uh, we went to the shooting range first, and then we went to a cigar bar. Uh, and had dinner and went to cigar bar, and then we were not drinking. So it was an ATF party, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, but reverse. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sounds good. I, I had a shirt that used to say ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and then it said, who's bringing the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had that shirt. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so that's a, uh, sounds like you had a, had a fun weekend. Um, my, my yeah, weekend yeah. Are, are all picking produce at this point. So that's uh, the next few weeks. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> it's a good season for that. It's a good season it, for it, that. It's tis the season. Tis the season. So without further ado, how about we jump right into this wonderful. Oh, also I did finish uh Brandon Sando's uh, newest book that just came out on the 10th. So I finished it in less than five days. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I raced through that. It was good. Sunlit Man, um, which uh, I was reading it in preparation of where we're going to fit it in when we read it. And we won't, we won't read that one until we read everything else because it's like everything rolled into one. <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil anything else because um, if you haven't read it, it's I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I will be doing a review on our channel of that book eventually. Uh, I know I don't normally do book reviews. I might actually start doing those. So look forward to that. Um, I'm actually going to do a book review on it. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it thoroughly. So anyways, unlike his other secret projects, you can read whenever you want. And we can kind of plug those in on this podcast uh, between books or whatever. This one's a, a in-game type. Not necessarily in-game. It's just you have, it won't make any sense at all if you haven't read a lot of Cosmere. Yeah, you still need to read Yumi. Yeah, Yumi the Midnight or the Nightmare Painter. Uh, that was fun. I enjoyed it. It was my actually of the three Cosmere Secret Projects. Uh, sorry, Seven Eleven. Anyone listening to the podcast just said uh, he still hasn't read Yumi. Uh, it was my least favorite of the three Cosmere ones. I have not read the Frugal Wizard's Guide to Medieval Europe, which is not Cosmere, but it's Brandon Anderson. But um, maybe I'll read it eventually. I don't know. We'll see. 
But yeah, uh, Baron Simpson writes faster than I can read now. Yes, that is true. He does write fast. Um, so, in case anyone's wondering, um, drinks for tonight. Oh, yeah. yes. uh, I'm drinking a Fresca with uh, Tower Vodka. It's a new vodka Ooh. that um, we're trying. Okay, it's good. Um, got Let's a see. bottle of wine to back it up when I'm done with this one. Oh, Pythos is uh <laughs> is drinking Ooh. Ooh. Uh, a Bookman Daiquiri split base of Prohib Pro Pro uh, Probitas. Probitas rum. Thank you, and Pierre for 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 and uh, cognac, cognac. Uh, lime juice, and cinnamon syrup. Okay, fancy. Never disappoint. Never disappoint. I'm, I'm drinking, um, drinking water. I'm drinking. Be easy, American wheat ale. Uh, it's just like a hefeweizen. So it's it a hefeweizen. It's a hefty. It's a wheat beer. Um, it's all I had in the fridge left. Like I don't like wheat beers, but it's the only thing I had left. So, and I could go mix a drink. I just didn't have time. So I just grabbed two beers. Cheers, y'all. Yeah, there we go. So chapter twenty-eight. Let's go. Um, so we start with tendril. Um, and uh, I guess where we left off last time, let's do a recap. Uh, last time we ended with Ellen being deposed. So we start off with Tendril, like Tendril just being like, um, you're an idiot. You actually, you formed this government and you put a clause in there where they can just depose you. Like the whole point of being King is absolute power. Like, like I'm just in the general assembly. I get that. Get advisors. Cool. Even elected advisors. Cool. But, what were you thinking? Like <laughs> she's laying into him. Just oh yeah. Tearing him apart. Yeah. Like just like you left it out for them to depose you? Like what's what like yeah. Which like I have thoughts on that. He's writing he's obviously very learned when it comes to running a city, mm-hmm. but there's half of me that says, Okay, you have practical knowledge. Um, or you don't have practical knowledge, you have knowledge that you haven't put into place yet and seen the outcome. Right. But I also, the other half of me is, is he smart enough to know the outcome most of the time when you do put things into place? So I'm like, this could either go really good or really bad. So, Plus introducing democracy to a populace that has never even heard of democracy um, is always a little bit uh, a weird experiment. Um, it, it failed with the Greeks. It failed with the Romans. Uh, it lasted for a while, um, but um, it's uh, it, it's now somewhat working with the Western world. <laughs> um, but you know, it's 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 been a long, many many centuries of of this form of government. But this has been millennium of dictatorship uh, and total. Um, um, yeah, uh, uh, autonomous ruler, one yeah. ruler, the same guy. So, for, for our populace to kind of accept a democracy right away, it's a it's a big jump. Um, it's a big risk. It's a big risk. It's a big risk. Yeah. So we'll see yeah. how that plays out. Yeah. Um, and you've already seen grumblings amongst like people about they wish the Lord Rovers back and that kind of stuff. And that was in previous chapters and things like that when they're especially in the countryside. So, but yeah, so he's deposed. Tendril's laying into him, uh, and he's kind of like defending himself. He's like, you know, I did it on purpose. You know, I, I, I wanted to be able to have peaceful, you know, uh, if there's a bad ruler, being able to, you know, peacefully transition without bloodshed um, and not have it so 
you know, it's just one of those things where you get a bad role in there and you're stuck with them because it's the king. Like, so he idealistic, he, you know, he, that's why he created his government the way he did. Well, it's like, it's, it's idealistic, but it's also pessimistic because he's like, if I'm a bad ruler, at least you won't have to deal with me for long. Like, it's easy to get caught up in that, but, you know, looking from the outside in, if it were me, I would say, nope, I'm the ruler. This is what we're going to go <laughs> forward with. And like, I wouldn't be an, an autonomous ruler. I'd say, this is what we got. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Um, I appreciate his notion, but a lot of people I don't think would appreciate that. So, yeah. Yep. So, you know, obviously, like I said, Tangible is, is leaning, leaning, or leading, or what is it, uh, laying into him, <laughs> just saying he's an idiot, <laughs> calling him an idiot over and over again. Uh, and, you know, they finally start to just go around, okay, we, at least we need to make a plan. And they're still calling him your majesty, which is, you know, I guess nice that they're, they're you know, the crew is still viewing him as as king. But they're they're trying to figure out how, how can they get him back in? How can they you know, write what's wrong uh, and, and all that stuff. And they start to come up somewhat of a plan. Um, so kind of the rest of the chapters, just a lot of dialogue around that. Yeah. Um, Ham, Ham comes in and is like, you know, um, so the assembly tried to kick you out. What are we going to do about it to shift the conversation from, I can't believe you're such an idiot for making these laws. It's now like, okay, whatever. We got to move forward. What are we going to do about it? And right. Talk about we need a response. You know, we need a decree for the deceitful maneuver. It's obvious that they arranged this meeting so you couldn't be present and defend yourself. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, very true. Um, and then Ellen kind of comes up with like a, a, a rough plan. We're going to respond. Right. Docs write a letter. Tell the assembly disappointment, feelings of betrayal. Tell them our success with Straff. Lay the guilt on as thickly as possible. And it's like, right, okay. So we got a plan moving forward. Yeah, and, and you know they even suggest a few things out there. You know, I think clubs and Tendril actually urge Ellen to use martial law. Like, you know, just roll in there and be like, yeah, martial law. We're 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 gonna. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's not what we're doing. We're not just gonna <laughs> like. <laughs> Like do that. Uh, use your armies. Use your armies, which you know that's that's kind of the go-to with a lot of people when they get to post because use the military. Um, military military dictatorships are a thing. Um, yeah, uh, you know they even bring up you know hey this is the, probably the worst time possible. There's two armies and a coloss army coming you know at their doorstep you know and a, a change in power is the worst time possible. Um, and. And Ellen's going to try to go through and kind of look through the laws that he wrote because uh, he wrote a lot of them and figure out, you know, is there loopholes, you know, or what kind of ways can he legally regain the throne? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. He, he, um, Ellen also talks about how coincidental that, um, yeah, as soon as all the armies show up in the Coloss army, he gets deposed. So there's this notion of, you know, someone on the inside is, is connected to the outside. Um, right. Which I think is pretty obvious at this point. They've already talked about it. Yeah. Um, I don't have any other notes in that yeah. section. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, a little bit towards the end here about, 
um, you know, we're talking about Vin. You know, I you know, I guess there's the last little part. Um, you know, because said something about Vin being tired. And it's like uh, Vin doesn't get tired. You know, and starts talking and basically basically telling him, you know, uh, Tendril says, you know, she refused to marry you because she doesn't think you're uh, that she's worthy of you. And that's um, nonsense. Vin's a misborn. Um, she knows she is ten. She's worth ten ten men like me. And Tendril says, "You know, you understand very little about women." He's like, "Well, how do you know anything about this?" He's like, "Well, I've raised many daughters. <laughs> daughters? How many children do you have?" <laughs> we find out later about that, but you know, she has a lot of kids. Yeah, in this section, uh, Tendril also brings up the point that whenever she asks about his dad, uh, Lord Straff. That uh -huh. Ellen seems to bring up Vin, um, right. which I thought was kind of an interesting point. And like when you look into that deeper, it's as if Ellen looks to Vin as two things when thinking about his dad is one is protection, but also the love that he didn't get from his father. Um, sure. So it's like when you're in a relationship, right? what do you want? You want protection, you want love. But in this instance, when you've got two armies and a Colossus group coming towards you, you're in a pickle because you really can't have both. If you love her, but you want her to protect you, that means she's going to have to go out and be at risk of dying. Right? So I kind of thought maybe Tyndall's make is, is in a really roundabout way trying to help Ellen realize this. Say, look, you can either like love her or you can use her to protect you. So right. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that she brought up because it seems it seems accurate. Whenever like whenever she's talking about Straff, Vin Vin seems to come up. So right. I yeah. thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's yeah, what was the exact quote is uh I just had it here. Uh something about Whenever think of Lord, whenever I mention Lord Venture, oh, I asked you about the successful Lord Venture this evening, and all you want to do is talk about how Vin felt during the ride home, because you're talking yeah. about how he's distracted by her, and yeah, which is more important mm -hmm. to you, Your Majesty, the, this girl's love or the good of your people? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. So interesting. So yeah, uh, and that's how we finish finish this chapter. It's uh, really it's it's. Not a whole lot. It's basically just just Tendril, Terry, and Ellen, the new one, and then I'm trying to pick up the pieces. Uh, not a lot else happens in this chapter. Um, there's a lot of dialogue, but um, that's kind of the gist of it, at least for me. Um, well, yeah. There's something we missed that... I mean, they're they're coming out of the the big meeting with Straff, where Vin is you know using Alamancy mm -hmm. on Straff outside of the tent. And they kind of leave with with a big head saying, yeah, we threatened Lord Straff. Like, we have the upper hand now. Oh, right. wait, we're getting ousted by the assembly. Now we have to go deal with that. And so they're, like you said, picking up the pieces. <laughs> like, what do we do now? Because yeah. now we've got an internal conflict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anything from all of this before we shift to... The next chapter. No, I think that's it for me. All right. So chapter 29, we're with Osir. 
the Chandra and Ven at uh, Keep Hastings, the abandoned, uh, and they're kind of on top of it, kind of looking over. And, and uh, Asir just starts out saying, like, hey, um, you know, I've been around a lot of people, and um, I find that, like, sleep does help, right? <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I sleep. It's just like, he's like, not really. <laughs> It's like you're burning pewter, aren't you? And she's like, Yeah, I am. He goes, When's the last time you slept? And she's, I think she's like 48 hours ago or something like that. It's like, Yeah, I can't be healthy. <laughs> anyway, so Vin just burns pewter to stay awake and keep going. It's like, Yeah, this can't be good for you. Um, yeah, sleep is a good thing, it's very important. As someone that suffers really badly from insomnia myself, actually, I, I got in much better as I got older. Um, even when I started with though it reads like just like three or four years ago, it's really bad with insomnia and, and I've gotten really good at just going to sleep. Um, maybe it's just cause I turned 40 and turned to like, just like flip the switch. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what is this? And, Alan. Uh, yeah. has a lot of essential ideas. No, <laughs> I think he's enjoying his vacation with his wife. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like borderline, uh, drug, like addict feels. So yeah, she, she's almost like so stressed out about playing defense against like Zane and assassins against Ellen that she's like not sleeping and using Peter as a crutch. Right. Uh, yeah. And she's at the place where she last sparred with Zane, almost like kind of waiting for him. And he's not coming. Um, but yeah, her and our seer have this nice little conversation, mostly about mists and things like that. Um, and about the body, about being a dog, more about just contra in general. Um, yeah. I, I I had nothing with this chapter. It was like one of those they they keep having these rooftop meetings with Osir yeah. and Ben, yeah. That are you know quasi interesting. Quasi might be a stretch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just noticed the part where Osir is like, "Is that uh that old meat still there? Because I'm hungry." <laughs> yeah. She's, you mean like rotten rotten meat? He's like aged. It's aged, aged meat. Aged meat. <laughs> you know, like wine and cheese. It's it's good, but it's aged a little bit. You know, you get the little mold. I I had a I had a uh, a sailing coach uh, when I was younger that used to always tell us that the that the breakfast of champions is uh is warm beer and cold pizza. Um, you know, next the next morning, just to get some some beers that sat out every night and just uh hung over the, the best hungover food, just uh crack open a light beer that uh, has been kind of lukewarm or sitting up in room temperature and, you know, cold pizzas been sitting on the counter. The mold's just barely crusting over it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's gross. It's like, just keep it going. Uh, just keep it going. Just keep it going. Hair and dog. Yeah. yeah. Hair and dog. If you haven't done that, you haven't lived. Right. Uh, I think any that. college student uh, that went to a, any kind of college that has any kind of party house here has at least tried that once where you wake up in the morning not may only take one sip, but you definitely crack one first thing in the morning. Like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> or, or you're like me and you enjoy it, and yeah, there you go. And the party never stops. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Uh, yeah, the party never stops. Just keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Now, racing sailboats, that was always my – I switched to Bloody Marys now, so that's what I do in the morning. I don't do beer in the morning. I'll do a Bloody Mary. And then I'll start drinking beer at like 9 a.m. But 7, before 9, it's 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 Bloody Marys. And then, then you switch over to beer. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Get a little more classy. The, How many? I mean, the 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 end of the chapter was like the most profound for me. Literally, the last paragraph of the chapter. Yeah. Um, when Vin's like, "Oh, wait, I think I know what the deepness is." Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Next yeah, chapter. She, she looks over. I guess the sun's rising, and she realizes that the mist is not going away like it normally does, and it's still like hanging on there. And she's like. I think I know what the deepness is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think that's what the deepness is? Is that are you agreeing with it at this point? What? That the mist. I mean, she talks about the next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I think the mist is related or the deepness is related to the mist. Okay. But I mean, what exactly it is? I have thoughts. I have thoughts. There's more on that later, though, so I'll I'll share them when we get there. Yeah, when we get there. Okay. Fair enough. This is like literally a three-page chapter. Um, <laughs> 29, so there's not much else that happens. Uh, does actually offer Osir a body to change as well. Says, hey, if you're sick of being a dog, we do have a regular body. You know, he actually refuses. He's like, no, I'm good. I'll stay a dog. He's kind of used to being a dog. Um, he like yawns and does the dog yawn where he like yeah. you know licks his mouth at the same time. Uh -huh. like, is he like actually becoming like more canine? He's like, where's that age meat? Where's the age meat? Mm, this is good. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right, chapter 30. This is where we you know, probably where we start getting some really good juicy details. So we start out with just readings from the rubbings. Um, so I, re I write this to record now, says it reads. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's like a whole two pages of it. Um, but just really interesting here. Like what the, because we know he took a rubbing, but we don't actually know what it said at the time. This is him actually reflecting on, uh, it was a lot more than just a simple plaque with like a couple of words. I mean, it's like a whole book. Um, but just talks about, you know, how he found a Lindy and, um, you know, afraid of the deepness and all this other stuff and how he had called him the hero of ages and convinced everybody else who's the hero of ages, but no one believed him. And then, you know, convinced the Lindy and then the Lindy, once he was convinced himself, started, he did his own convincing, you know, and learned that he was a world bringer. Um, you know, but it ends with, you know, let this be known. I Quan, the world bringer of terrorists am a fraud. Um, so basically saying, yeah, I named this guy the hero of ages, but he wasn't. I, I, at least that's what I got out of it. At least this guy, Quan, thought he wasn't. Yeah, it was a lot of um, the first bits of the chapter before it actually starts. It's a yeah. lot of the journal entries. Mm -hmm. It felt like combined into one. Right. Um, <laughs> But I, I, the main thing I took away was like there's a relationship between the world bringers and the terrorist men. Um, that world bringers are keepers themselves, but they're like a different branch of keepers. Sure. 
and then the actual keepers are like underneath world bringers um but they're very knowledgeable people uh that in i guess are are supposed to be going around with this knowledge helping the world be a better place something like that i yeah still don't know who the hell Lindy is or Quan. I haven't put that together. If Alondo yeah. was here, he'd probably have more to say. But, um, <laughs> well, I mean, he, he tells you he Quan's the one who discovered Alindi. And Alindi was the hero of ages. So it wasn't Rashik. Rashik was the Pac-Man. So we have three people. You have Quan, Rashik, and Alindi. Alindi was the one that was supposed to go to the Wall of Ascension. We know that Rashik killed, or at least took Alindi's place in the Wall of Ascension. Um, this Quan guy, we don't really know much about except that he named him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking says it. Yep. Coming in with a clutch. Yeah. It's really valuable information. It, it is. And says it's like super excited about it. Says it loves research. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it like the first journal that they got from, um, uh, I forget the name of it in the first book um mm -hmm. that information was valuable but i feel like this is much higher level information that i feel like is even more valuable and it's funny that it's like it's like you know etched on a piece of paper that like is really easily destroyed and it's very fragile mm -hmm. um so yeah. yeah i don't really know what to make of it other than You've got names, you've got actions that took place, and the Hero of Ages bit seems relatable to how Vin is kind of coming up, you know. Yeah. Even though she doesn't realize how important she is at this point. Right. So. Okay. Um, also, during this, uh, you know, Sazen starts to think about how Tendril must be very annoyed with him. Um, starts thinking about Tendril. Um, and yeah, and apparently with all these rubbings, there's 20 pages total, which is a lot, at least to me, because he says they crams a lot. Yeah, he even said like he was a, pretty amazed by the writing of Quan, how he managed to cram so much in a relatively small sheet of steel. But yeah, um, and as he's sitting there, the windows shutters rattle, and Sasha looks up, and there's Vin. <laughs> She's like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and she says, yeah, you should leave your windows unlatched. It's hard for me to get in when it's locked. <laughs> She's like, like, what? And she's like, okay, I'll remember that for next time then. <laughs> she's like, Ellen um, got mad at me for breaking so many latches. Yeah, exactly. Um. And she immediately walks over and is like, what's this? And picks up the, the paper and starts to read through it. And, um, you know, says so like, stop, stop. You're going to smudge it. Don't, don't, don't mess it up. She's like, ooh, there's stuff about the genius in here. <laughs> you know, and she gets really excited. And says so like, yeah, there's other things too. Like, who cares about the deepness? And she's, like, and she's like, well, I do. Because I think I discovered what the deepness is. And, yeah, yeah, that's when it gets juicy. Yeah. It's like, what is the deepness? What would you say? Uh, Zul said, "Not on metal." 
Yeah, I thought that was interesting. What? what I, think, I think I think Zul said that when I was talking about how the etching was on a piece of paper that's very fragile mm-hmm. and not on metal. Um, so they etched this on metal because they it's... A, they, yeah. Well, but but like when it was actually inscribed on the piece of metal, right? They did that because it's going to be preserved. It's okay. much more likely to last through time. So sure. the people who etched it onto the metal, at least what mm-hmm. I think, thought it was very profound, right? To took the time yeah. to do that because it takes a lot of time to etch something into stone or metal or whatever yeah. you know, hard surface it is. Um, so. I thought that was an interesting comment because now it's on this little piece of parchment that says it. That he rubbed. Know, yeah. Rubbed, right? It's like, like dude, you got to get that, you know, you got to make a copy, multiple copies. Save yeah. that to a PDF, dog. Exactly. Exactly. Scan that oh, shit in. New, new drink coming in. So take a pause for that. It's called a dumpster fire. I've met some of those before. Uh, <laughs> uh, fire. Uh, scotch. How do you say that? An S and an F. How do you do that? Uh, I don't know. Amara. My lord. Ginger syrup, gum syrup, and orange bitters. Okay. Sounds interesting. Or does it? Or does it? I'll try. I'll try. (laughs) I'll try anything twice. (laughs) Do you light it on fire? Like, where's the fire? Ooh. Is there anything in there like fire like that is high enough proof to fire fire? Sounds awful. Do um, you drink it out of a dumpster? Yeah, I, I, I'm curious now. Um, yeah, so then yeah, then goes back and frowns. You know, says, "What's the deep deepness?" And he starts going to all the different. It's like, oh well, there's been lots of theories over the you know, no one really knows, you know. And she says, "Well, I have a theory," and she's like, "Okay, what's that?" And she's like. It's the myth. She's like, oh yeah, that theory's been proposed before. And she's like, oh man, I thought I was being original. <laughs> he's like, no, but we kind of just like threw it out because the deepness like did a bunch of harm. The mist doesn't do anything. He's like, but it is now. And he's like, good point, Ben. It is. This this gets to what you were asking about my thoughts on the deepness earlier. I'll get to it now because mm-hmm. I've said this before. Um, when Vin says later to Sazed, you yourself said that you think we did something, something that changed the mist when we killed the Lord Ruler. Right. Um, and I think there's a strong connection between the Lord Ruler no longer living and the mist now killing people. Right. We don't know if it's the deepness, but... right. I mean, there's been a there's been a shift, and there's always been this deepness, and right. That's that's what I what I think the deepness is. I think the deepness. Uh, I think the mist is some sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, like paranormal um, being that okay. is suppressed when certain powers are in power. Um, sure. I think kind of like how the Lord Ruler had, you know, centuries um, for his uh, what are the the um, 
what were his minions called um, that were the, soothing the soothing stations? Oh, the soothing right? stations. Okay, yeah. I think it's a similar thing, maybe that like I don't not necessarily that he had soothing stations to control the mist, but I think there's mm-hmm. something higher that the Lord Rulers associated with that kept the mist at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think now it's like open world, no one's in control. The mist is now free to roam. Um, okay. Yeah, and she brings it up like you know we looked at this the wrong way. You know, maybe the deepness wasn't like an army or something you could actually fight. It was the mist itself and blocking the sun. If it came during the day, like no crops would grow, people would starve, and that would be catastrophic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They also talk about how like when they were fighting the mist, you can't fight mist. You can't right. stab or slice mist with a sword. Like, how do right. you combat that? So, right. it's a very uh, it's a weird enemy. Yeah. Uh, but he never actually said the deepness actually attacked. He said they died because of it. And so she starts kind of being legalistic with the writing saying like, well, because of this, I think it points to my theory. And, you know, and says is trying to hold her back. Like, this is not how proper research is done. <laughs> like, like, like correlation does not equal causation. You know, basically, you know, the old saying, just because something correlates doesn't mean it's the reason. Um, there's lots of things that correlate in the world. It doesn't mean that's the reason. And, and the classic example is, you know, um, and, and it's going back to the 70s when, like when marijuana was named a gateway drug. It was because they did, a, they did a, a, a thing back in the 70s where they pulled heroin addicts who had been arrested for heroin in jails and asked them how many of them had tried marijuana before. And uh, there was a, almost 100% of heroin. So they said, see, her- correlation do marijuana you'll do heroin like but the the flip side of that it's a really crappy study like to just ask that one question because you could ask them like how many of you guys had drank water oh water causes heroin i mean you it's yeah there's a correlation doesn't mean causation at all like like there's lots of things that correlate it it doesn't mean it's the it doesn't what causes it i don't have kids and my hair is turning silver so Oh, I have kids. <laughs> you can't see it, but it's in here. It's in there. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, he's just kind of like saying like, um, it may be, you know, and, and, but then says, says, you know, the miss isn't alive. And then she's like, well, you know, they talked about the shadow thing that was falling <laughs> on him and all the log, you know, the logs and everything like that. I might've seen it a couple of times and it's there. And um, yeah, it, she's like, you probably think I'm crazy now. And she's like, no, I don't. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I've seen this thing. There's a thing that follows me, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. it clicks and says it. Yeah. He's like, wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. an interesting shift right there. And she's, and then she, but then she starts trying to point to the Hero of Ages. She's like, well, the Hero of Ages alone, I could see this thing and I can see this thing. Maybe. Maybe a new hero of ages has to come to save the day again, and maybe I'm the hero of ages. And it says like I don't know. There's nothing in our prophecies or anything like that about that. So I, don't, I don't, you know, says is kind of very hesitant about going down that road. But that's where the road's going. So do you think Vin is the hero of ages? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. Cool. 
awesome. It's definitely not spook. I'll tell you that much. Oh, spook. You don't think it's spook? <laughs> <laughs> Well, was know, he was he Is it? What was it? Was he here? Was was he was was he was was he with the ages hero of? Yeah, ages hero of. Yeah, exactly. You know. It's, yeah, no, I think I think uh, yes. The pieces are starting to come together. This okay. book is putting more of the puzzle pieces together, and then the third book is going to be, you know, just total chaos. The Hero of Ages. It's the third book's name. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Hero of Ages. Um, yeah. Um, and then they get to talking about Tangela a little bit. Um, and this is when you learn that she actually was a breeder uh, under the Lord Ruler and was forced to have um, a ton of kids. Lots of babies. Lots of babies against her will. But um, she did it not necessarily voluntarily, but that she was voluntold to do it because the people on the terrace knew that she was a fair chemist and the Lord Ruler didn't. And the whole reason for having the breeder program was to breed out fair chemo. So they would sneak in breeders that had these to keep the lines going. So, so I, I, that was a disturbing image, but like, I hope that she had in the, in the back of her head, you know, knowing that she was keeping the Farrakimi line alive, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I guess point of that was Sazed saying, "Don't judge her too hard because she's, you know, she's been through some shit. She's been yeah. through some shit. Um, yeah, she's not all that bad. She may be hard on Ellen for a reason because she wants the best for. Her. She's seen the bad and she knows the good. So you're right." Yeah, but had uh, birthed over 20 children, each with a different father. Um, yeah, Tindles had her first child when she was 14 and spent her entire life pregnant. Uh, a lot of times bore twins and triplets because of the way the fertility drugs worked. So, and, and Vince, like, how would she do that? Like, I would have killed myself. And she's like, well, she's a keeper. So she understood the greater good. And what she was doing. 20 kids. Yeah. Yeah. So 20, 20 kids. And she raised them too, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of kids. Which is crazy. That's the antithesis of being a eunuch is you have a shit ton of kids and you raise them. Yeah. I have three kids. Probably by yourself. Yeah. I have three and uh, whew, three was enough to make me uh, have a surgery that uh, makes me not able to have kids anymore. <laughs> I was done. Um, but yeah. Selective breeding for the win. Okay, this chat's getting dark. Uh, so. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep how the deepness. Old, how old is Tendril? Yeah, that's a good question. How old do you think Tendril is? Well, if she has 20 kids, I would hope that she is at least 40. Okay. Um. Yeah. How old do you think Sazed is? They said Sazed's age, I think, at one point. He's up there. But anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah and, and said, yeah, you know, but basically, Sazed said, you're not the only one that had, you know, a terrible childhood or a terrible upbringing. You know, Tendril's probably the, perhaps the strongest woman I know. 
and explains, you know, the whole thing about how the, Sen- the Senate um, managed to get Tendril chosen into the program so she could keep the fear of Kimmy gone. Um, and we end with Zaza telling Ven to go to sleep because she needs to sleep. <laughs> how messed up would it be if Zaza and Tendwell were in love and then they got separated? Mm. And Seiza became a eunuch while Tendwell became a preter. That'd be tragic. I think it's a thing. Okay. Put that in the prediction column. Yeah. That put thing. it on the bingo card. Put it on the bingo card for. Well, we already don't for this book. For, for Well, is this the next book prediction? <laughs> put it in my mental bingo card. Put in the mental bingo card. There you go. Um, yeah, and we also learned that that Sazed was a was always a rebel even before Kelsier. He's always been a rebel. He's a rebel. I just think he was anti Lord Ruler before um before the Kelsier. Ascension. Yeah. Well. Well, no, he was not that old. He's not three thousand years old. You know what I mean? Before Kel. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he was born anti Lord Ruler. I was trying to sound smart. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get the impression she's in her late 40s early 50s but i'm be off yeah i don't know i can go probably find it somewhere but i'm not gonna do it right now um i'm sure somewhere there's a note our interview where someone's asked brando sando and he said but maybe not uh, or i could ask maybe next jordan connell asked the cosmere lore keeper i can't remember her name but she's there at jordan Connell every year and she keeps all the lore she keeps i need a t-shirt I need a t-shirt. Yeah. How old is Tendwell? How and I'll old wear is There you go. Yeah. You can ask a question, any question about the Cosmere, and you get a you get a cool uh, um, ribbon for it. So. Wow. Seven and Skeeter just said the same thing. Before At the same time. Awesome. <laughs> Before it's cool. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's how we end this, this chapter. Yeah. Any final thoughts about this before we move to the final chapter for tonight? I love, I just love Sazed. I love Sazed. And I love that Ven, like, Ven looks to Sazed as like, God, she looks to Sazed as she should. He is just such a wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. such a positive uh, mentor, role model, whatever you want to call it. Just such a good person to have in your corner. And, uh, I just, I love, I fuck, I love Sazed. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm now looking it up because now it's, it's going to bother me. Oh. Oops. Uh, what are you looking see. up? How old Tendril is. Um, history. We're just going to hit the Goog. Hit the Google. Hit the Google. Uh, I, I am. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, I'll just say. hit my recorder. It doesn't say. Oh, oh nice. I was wondering when that's going to come back out. Um, it's always here. It's always, it's always there. I also yeah, have I this is uh, technically a piccolo, but I have a yeah. In the brief article, I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, um, and Tara loves says it too. Yeah, says it's awesome. So we get to uh, the political junkie chapter, um, uh, chapter thirty-one, uh, with with Philin, 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 Philin. <laughs> what a name! 
Yeah. Violent Frando. Violent Frando. Well, he used to just be Lin, but because now he's no longer Scar, he added the fight in front of it to be fancy. His name was Lin. Where's my misclick tonight? It's right. It's 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 right here. It's right, there's. A, it's right. I love that you have it handy. <laughs> it's right next to me, uh, along with my my Steel Inquisitor axe, you know. And, uh, <laughs> Never cool? seen that before. Yeah, actually, it's uh, it's uh, I got it from. Yo, when careful! Don't hurt yourself. I got it from a kid from uh, the good old medieval times. <laughs> Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> I have lots of things handy. I think there's a, you know, it's a, yeah, you know, I, I, this little box. It's like full of things. I got like a sword here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, what does Alan have next to him? I have just have a wealth, a whole box of fun props it's like carrot top over here you know i just got props like <laughs> just plot, keep your kids away see. from the, those they could hurt themselves they look sharp ah, they're fun um actually the sword has a sonic sticker on it because my kids have gotten to that one um that's plastic it's it's okay alan is a spike it's the spike confirmed yeah <laughs> got secret disguises all sorts of fun stuff over there you know every 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 spy every dark friend needs a box of goodies next next to him um yeah, when you're in danger, you gotta have you gotta have an axe, uh, you know, a, a dueling cane, and a sword handy at all times, so you can defend myself. Uh, and I'll be your uh, flute musician <laughs> to draw the enemies away. There you go. Yeah. So Phylin, Phylin, who's not a ska, but he was a ska, but is now a rich merchant. Uh, he's kind of the asshole that, that was behind all this, uh, to, to depose Ellen. Uh, and he is a pretentious bitch. Uh, sorry, part of my language, but that's, uh, that's how he comes across. Uh, but he is really, really good with the money. Uh, it says that, you know, Hey, even before when he was a sky, he used to kind of wheel and deal. And, and even though he couldn't run the stuff himself, he could he's not rub two paints together and turn into a million dollars like that. Um, just was really good with the, the, the swindling and negotiations and, and and all that good stuff and um now he's now that he's no longer a sky and a merchant he's able to do it on the open and he's made a little small fortune and doesn't consider himself scotty more gets himself more noble even though the nobles all scoff at him like tuh. anyway he doesn't make things with his hands he sells what's made yeah he's better yeah exactly so um yeah so he's going through and just talking um just about i guess his plans and uh you know he's talking with penrod um just about everything that's happened you know where's venture you know i guess he's too too scared to actually show up to our our meeting you know and they're trying to figure out what they're what's gonna you know what the next move is what's gonna happen and finally wants to you know he's hinting that he wants to position himself to be the next king um yeah, and finally, after waiting for a while for Ellen to show up, and he hasn't showed up yet, he's like, "All right, let's close the doors and let's get the show started." And as soon as he closes the doors and goes sits back down, the doors swing open, and in comes Ellen with his entire entourage, um, with including two terrorist people, which is shocking to them because the terrorist people quit being stewards once the Lord Roller fell, and Ellen has two, and all the Kelsier crew, and you know. And, and I guess this was right when when Phelan was was about to go up to make a speech. You know, Ellen comes strolling in. Perfect timing. 
this was a badass scene just seeing ellen walk in with his entourage um Mm -hmm. you could imagine doors burst open and everybody turns their heads and they're like who the hell is oh my god wait (laughs) wait who are these people with ellen wait what um yeah that was cool that was cool that was yeah um because i mean this was the meeting that was supposed to declare a new power right right they were like he's not here this is great everything's going swimmingly and filin's like yeah this is great i'm gonna go in and then ellen walks in (laughs) with his terrorist people his mistborn and all of the uh people that were with um kelsier Mm -hmm. they're like whoa this is a crew this is a crew yeah and yes. slow motion music yeah and even Phylon thinks you know hey he's not king anymore what's he doing but venture or yeah ellen just straight straight up on stage you know turns to people and he's like uh finally are you gonna say something and Phylon's just kind of flabbergasted like i i, I uh, are you the assembly chancellor chancellor now and they kind of like uh chancellor I'm like did you even read the laws i put in place you deposed me you read enough to get that much did you not realize that like when the king's supposed you're supposed to set a chancellor right away like to like, what are you guys doing over here? Is this Bush League? Is this Bush League? <laughs> this is when the reading comes back into play. He knows his shit. Yeah. And of course, they're like, oh, I suppose you're going to name yourself now, Chancellor. He's like, no, no, I wouldn't do that. I need some, you know, Penrod. Hey, you make a good Chancellor. You're a Chancellor now. You'll oversee the, the court. So I'll sit back down. Have at it. So. And that's the one guy that before Ellen walked in, uh, Phylon was having a conversation with, like, before everybody came in. Yeah. And he yeah. was the one guy that was still defending Ellen. Right. So it was, like, strategic. Right. And awesome. And everyone pretty much, well, not everyone, but a lot of people vote for Penrod right away. They did the vote. It's like, yep, he's the new chancellor. So, okay, let's keep going now. And, of course, Penrod gets up there. is like, well, uh... Did we have any business then? And Ellen's like, yeah, can I speak? Have some time? I, I want to give a report on my meeting with Straff. Like, you know. I got things. I got, I got things, things to say. I got things to say. Um, will 20 minutes be enough time? That should be. All right. We'll, we'll see you in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he goes through and he does a whole thing. He's like, yep, yeah, Straff's not going to attack. Um, and they're like, how do you know that? He goes, could I threatened him? I was like, you threatened him? Like, how? How? I was like, I, I, I have a Mistborn that's like, do you remember? She killed the Lord Ruler, guys. <laughs> like, did you, not, did you not remember any of this? Like, uh, like. And she was trained by the survivor of Hathzen. Not only is she a Mistborn, she is the, the apprentice of the survivor of Hathzen. Right. And after Lord Ruler killed the survivor of Hathsen in retribution, Vin went and killed Lord Ruler. And basically his point was like, if Straff kills me, what do you think she's going to do? <laughs> yep. Well played, sir. Well played. Do you think Straff stands a chance? Uh, yeah. So, um, and, you know, looks over the audience as well, realizes that Zane's in the audience. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of characters, and even thinks you know there's probably spies here, and, and and it's an interesting move just because he knows that this now will spread, and even if 
nothing else. This is going to cause anyone to double think orders now, especially walking in with the entire entourage of Kelsier's crew. Like that, hey, they're all behind me. Like this was who overthrew the Lord Ruler, and they're all on my side. So you want to mess with this? You, you want to you do this? <laughs> Yeah, and you know he's hoping that the the news will reach back to set and to Straff's army and everything. Yeah. So yeah, he finishes his speech, and they're like, uh, "Is that it?" <laughs> he's like, uh, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "I mean, aren't you going to say anything?" He's like, "No, I'm not." He's like, "But you were just deposed." Like he's like, "Yeah, I was." So I wrote a letter saying I'm really upset about it. Uh, do it. Do you have questions? I can answer them, but I don't need to go up here and beg you guys for my job back. It's just, I, I, I told you how I feel already. Like, wh why do I need to say anything more? <laughs> like, do you guys not read? <laughs> He's kind of being, being a little bit of an ass, but at the same time, doing it in a very, very sly and, and, and classy way. Kind of put in their place and realizing that they're all children. Like they're not, they they have no idea what they're doing. And he makes it really, really evident here. Just through all these little things like this, like not being able to put a chancellor. And then everything's done down. You know, Lord Pinneron's just like, um, I guess we're gonna adjourn then. He's and he's like, I mean, you're not gonna call for nominations? Like, did you not read the laws? Like, that's the next thing you have to do, you know, or are are you just gonna let the month lapse? Because you didn't read the contract, the month lapsed, and you haven't selected the king. I'm king again. So that's <laughs> like <laughs> guys are idiots. Come on. Like call for nominations, you know, um, mic drop. Yeah. So Lord Rick Penrod, uh, calls for nominations. He's nominated first and, you know, Fylin thinks that, yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Fylin thinks that Ellen's going to nominate himself, but he doesn't. He's like, no. So, yeah. So they get to the nominations, and Ellen sits down, and then immediately a ska stands up and nominates Pinrod. Right. Pinrod's exactly. nominated, which was like expected. Mm -hmm. And it was almost calculated. And right. then, uh, what's his name? Starts thinking about it, and he's like, I think it's Breeze, right? Yeah. He's well, no, it's after it. Breeze starts thinking about it after Penrod stands up himself and, and nominates Ellen. And oh, then, right. And then Breeze goes, "Brilliant! Don't you see? This is this is political geniusy. Like Penrod's a man of like no of of morals, and and the fact that Ellen nominated him as chancellor, he would seem." you know, less of a, you know, no, noble of himself of not returning the favor. But then by him nominating Ellen, it says, I don't really want the job. <laughs> like it's just a, a brilliant political move. Like, this is not only did you, did Ellen not have to nominate himself, which would have made him look desperate. But now everyone in the assembly thinks that the man that they respect, the man they would probably choose as King would rather have Ellen well, hold the title. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Good old politics. Cue the music to House of Cards. <laughs> oh, I love that show. 
it's just political maneuvering at its finest. Um, and, and, and then, but at the same time, Vin keeps on thinking like, but what about the merchants? They have to have their own plan. Like what's going on? It's filing in a non himself. Um, and finally, finally does stand up after like a very dramatic pause of waiting. Everybody's like, um, I guess this is it. And then he finally slowly rises his feet. He goes, I have a nomination of my own. And they're like, what you're going to nominate yourself? Uh, you know what the assemblyman said? And he says, no, in fact, I'm not. He goes, I just want one point of clarification. Do they have to be on the assembly for me to nominate them? And Alan's like, no, the king doesn't have to be an assemblyman. In fact, in fact, that's written the roles. They don't have to at all. Like that's, yeah, they could be anywhere. The king was supposed to be hereditary, but you know, I didn't expect the certain closet to be invoked so quickly. He said, he's, okay, well, if it could be anyone, um, I nominate Lord Ashweather Set to be our king. And immediately, someone in the crowd removes their cloak, and it is Set just sitting there in the crowd. And Freeze goes, oh dear, this is not good. <laughs> like, not good at all. Yeah, that was that was um that was surprising. Um mm-hmm. I was talking to Tara about this earlier. It's like holy shit, sets in the audience, Zane's in the audience, like fucking anybody could be there now. Anyone right. could be in the Anyone. city walls. Like right. there's no protection, there's right. zero protection. Yeah. So not only is it like the cause of alarm because they've now nominated an enemy to be king, it's like, dude. You guys have been doing nothing to keep people out. Right. Except for a small like skirmish that started. You're looking right. for obvious signs. You've got spies all up in this, you know what? Yeah. Including the one of your enemies rulers sitting right there in the audience. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was a lot of juice juiciness. Yeah. Um yeah. But, yeah, so Kind of a mic drop moment at the very end, um, which causes a whole lot of issues now. Because, um, well, now we have a three-way uh, ballot for for kingship between Ellen Penrod, but now you have Set in there, which is throws a wrench into everything. Similar to what Breeze had said, you know, you add a third army. Um, now if someone has to form alliances to to win over the vote. It's um, kind it's, of a problem, and people know set. People know that name, right. so they're probably and, they and hadn't we, even considered it. And they even said, you know, someone that's used to ruling people. You know, hey, he's he's he has experience. So, yeah, interesting. So, but now now you've got Straff, who is related to Elland, right? So Straff's going to hear about this. Mm-hmm. And Straff is going to come down to Ellen on his knees and ask for something. He is going to okay. say, I can't have Set take Ruler. I need something. I'm going to have to take a back step. I also just got kind of over negotiated from Ellen and Vin, who was soothing me from outside the tent. So I think now Ellen's going to get something from. Strath, and mm-hmm. potentially there's going to be a potential alliance formed. Okay, something else is going to happen though. 
I don't know what. There's still Coloss Army. Uh, still Coloss Army. Something else is going to happen. I think maybe the Coloss Army is going to come in through and just ransack Set and his entire army. Maybe. Okay. And Straff's going to, like, I don't know, get too old and die or something. Okay. And then it's just going to be ah. the Coloss Army versus Set Ellen. Ah. And um, Vin's going to leave and start a new city somewhere else so okay that's what's gonna happen all right i wrote the book i know i wrote the yeah. book so. <laughs> spoiler alert there you go I, I love the theories i love it i think <laughs> i think that i think i think you nailed it i think that's exactly what's gonna happen so so we can stop reading now because we have the entire plot for the rest of the book um so we'll start here of ages next week <laughs> <laughs> Alondo, um, if you're here, any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I'll think you can hear us on a plane. Alondo, we need you. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. I think uh, I think there's a lot of good good juicy t- uh, predictions in there. This was a good chapter. I really did yeah. like this chapter though yeah. with the assembly because the assembly has been causing a lot of like back end yeah. angst, causing yeah. a lot of issues, but not really making appearances. So now, Ellen came in reasserted his authority right and it felt good and then right. gets dominated and it's like what the hell yeah i i always said for this book if you like political maneuverings it's a fun book if you like action you, this is not gonna be the most action-packed book but it definitely has like even last episode when we had the 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 political movers between Ellen and his father and, her, and his father and Straff and, and just the, the back and forth and the little nuances of, of politics. If you like that stuff, this book's fun. Um, but that's where the fun comes to this book. Um, everything else is kind of uh, not, not a lot, not a whole lot of action. There's still action, but it's not, not the same level of action as the first book where you have like battle scenes and stuff like that. Uh, at least not yet. Who likes politics? I mean, come on. Politics are boring. It's <laughs> necessary, though. It's a necessary evil. It's a necessary thing. Um, yeah. So, Was that a Clark Griswold reference, Skeeter? I have to ask. Um, yep. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Um, yep. Yep. So any other thoughts or anything else you had in your notes or anything you wanted to talk about from this chapter? No, uh, really want to read more. Really want to read more. Oh, we can read uh, the next four chapters since we're done. Um, But then you have to stop and wait a week. It's up to you. Um, So (laughs) when you want to read those. But uh, favorite character, go. Mm. From this series of chapters... Um, I think it's gonna have to be Ellen. Okay. Um, yeah, Ellen showing his maturity. Um, walking into the assembly with a full white badass fucking garb. Um, he really, I mean, like his his diction, like his, you know, um control of that environment was pretty impressive um 
I mean, you got a lot of people watching, you got a lot of powers that be, a lot of influence there. And I think he handled it pretty well. I think he handled it really, really, really well, actually. I think so, too. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Elland. What about okay. you, man? I'll do says. Just kiss says. says. That was my backup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 800 says. Or Breeze. Actually, no, let me, let me go with my boy Breeze. My boy Breeze. Okay, uh, okay. Just because Breeze did have a couple good lines in here. Like, brilliant. I just love Breeze's reaction to it, too. I say this is easy, low-hanging fruit, but Breeze was good. Plus, Breeze being the oh shit moment when Set's in the crowd, because, you know, Set wants to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Because of the misunderstanding with his daughter, of course, that that Breeze is totally not in a relationship with. But the misunderstanding. Just a big misunderstanding. Big thing. Your wife asked, is Vin the hero of ages? Uh, I think uh, Will Will said yes, 100%. Um, full sense. Yes, that's what I think. That's what yeah. I think. Um, Breeze definitely had some good lines, though. I was trying to find one in particular, but he's always got good lines. Just brilliant. Yeah, him just yelling brilliant over and over again. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So, um, By the way, uh, Alan, for anyone who's interested, Alan showed his uh, Miss Cloak which mm -hmm. uh, may or may not be part of uh, his costume at some yeah. point. Yeah, it's, um, it's for cosplay, yeah. I, it Halloween. reminded me a lot of uh, what I envisioned Breeze to look like, so just maybe oh, yeah. some similarities between Alan and Breeze. I don't know if anyone's ever thought that before, but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, well, thank you, good sir. Breeze vibes. <laughs> Alan, you give a lot of Breeze vibes. Well, thank you, good sir. Uh, I'll tip my my hat to you. Um, I don't have a hat, but <laughs> I'm not sure tip of the recorder to you as well. Yeah, tip of my dueling cane. <laughs> <laughs> in, in my very breeze fashion. Um, sounds good. Well, yeah, next week we'll be doing a full foe chapters. Um, foe again. So 32, 33, 34, 35. Um, Alondo should be back for that, unless he's sick or something weird comes up. He'll be in country at least. Um, but we'll get to see all the fallout of this meeting and maybe find out who's the king. I really should have got the Lion King uh, for last week. The the hyenas, no king, no king, la, 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 la. <laughs> when I was deposed. <laughs> should, have got, should have got that, that clip to play, but... uh. You said don't play Kate Allen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, don't give him to me. Just... <laughs> they it, like wasn't to me. it wasn't oh, a compliment. It wasn't a compliment. It wasn't a compliment. Damn you. <laughs> He's breezing all the bad ways. <laughs> yes. Yes. The oh, second comment. There it is. There you go. Our... There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. There you go. Fun times. Yeah, so four chapters next week. Uh, we'll be back with the full crew, having a good time. Um, I just said the quote before you said it. I think so. Yeah. No, everybody likes to bash me. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's okay. I, I enjoyed it. I'm everybody's punching back. That's why I do a, that's why I do a podcast. So um, <laughs> so I can read negative reviews and everybody talk about how horrible I am. Uh, Love you, dude. I'm gonna go cry, go cry myself to sleep now. Um, so how we can be welcome found. back, insomnia. Yeah, <laughs> and now my stress levels have gone to a new peak, and uh, I hate myself. Um, I can't. I'll just drink. <laughs> 
Cheers. Ah, yeah, cheers. Um, so how you found us at the cosmereads.com. Um, you find links to all sorts of cool stuff like our Discord, uh, which is a shared Discord with a lot of podcasts. Uh, the Will Reads, a little Feather Mountain podcast has a little spot there. The Cosmere Reads has a spot there. So find all sorts of cool stuff there. Uh, you can find links to all of our social medias. Um, Twitter really, or I guess X, whatever they call it these days. I still call it Twitter. Um, and also ways to support us. We do have merchandise. Uh, go check it out. Right now, it's just kind of the, the logo stuff. Uh, we will be adding more things eventually. Um, but right now, that's what it is. It is what it is. Uh, and Patreon. Yeah, go support us that way. And Will, you have your hand up. Um, a really easy thing to do also is to just, if you're sitting on the couch and bored, go on our YouTube page and just like all of our videos. I did yeah. that the other day. Um, it's really easy. So yeah. if you if you like what you see, we appreciate that too. Yeah, like and subscribe. All the algorithm things that help the algorithm gods that that feed them, so other people can find us. Uh, yeah, commenting helps too. Even if it's negative comments, even if you don't like it, actually, just interact. You can hit the dislike button too. Dislike it. Dislike it. Yeah, all that really helps the algorithm. In fact, if you like get a ton of dislikes, it still gets pushed out everywhere. So. Yeah, it's just interactions. We so, appreciate everybody's interactions. Yeah, just tell us how much you hate me. I, I just <laughs> or me, or me, or, or Will, or Orlando. Yeah, we'll, we'll love it. Uh, it. It feeds the algorithm, gods. If you if don't we get comment, a thousand subs, I'll write you a song on the recorder. Oh, a thousand subs. Wait, are okay. we recording still? Fuck. Yes, uh, a thousand subs. We're pretty close to that. So. Um, that's not because uh, this is a shared channel with the little reads. 706. <laughs> 706 is how much we have right I now. I look at it every day. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. <laughs> so a thousand subs. <laughs> we'll get a we'll get a song. And even Chessie, my my dog, said, yeah. Chessie. Like, so so anyway, yeah. Um yeah, see our website now actually functional. <laughs> <laughs> Chessie approves. Just improves. All right. Until next time, guys. Uh, eventually, I'll actually do an outro too. Uh, Scott Stank Fresh, something like Scott, that. Scott. <laughs> miss you a lot. I miss him too. Thank you for listening to The Cosmere Reads. See y'all next time.